Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Welcome along to this week's Rugby Pod. I'm your host, Andy Rowan. I'm here, as usual, by Big Jim and Gertie. How are you doing, fellas? You all right? He's not, not happy. Not I, I had an interesting week. Yeah, good, good, Gertie was sending me pictures of the toilet. <laughs> I got Jim's bug, didn't I? Did you? Yeah. I had it for about a day, um, and I'm pretty disappointed, to be honest, because you're supposed to lose a load of weight, aren't you? Mm. And that didn't happen. Well, I had all the symptoms, like bleeding out my arse and sick out my mouth. How bad is it as a man when you get ill? You're supposed to lose. You're supposed to lose about three or four kilos. I fucking put on weight. Oh my word! Unbelievable. How do you do it? Drinking two liters of coke by his bed, so he's like, (laughs) "I'm so thirsty. I need need some sugars." I've not drank in. I've not drank in a day. I tell you what, I'll chop. I'll chop two pints of Coca Cola. Then he's sat here with drinking a can of coke and eating sweets, mate. You are a heart attack on legs, mate. We're we're opposite ends of the spectrum. I look good. I bought some new clothes. What the. What are you wearing today? Mate, I've got some new clothes. You've got your G-Star raw jeans on. I what, rolled them up at the these, bottom. Hold on, what are these patchwork jeans? They, well, they're just G-Star jeans. Mate, it's Giacomo, that, isn't it? No, That's Giacomo they, at its best. These are straight G-Star. They're expensive for Why? jeans. Are they G-Star? Yeah, G-Goos. Are you really G- Why have you got knee pads? Are you yeah, going skateboarding? That's part what, of the design. I mean, what are you thinking here? And you've got Doc Martens. Hang on, weird Where fish. How weird are you? <laughs> these ain't. These are Timberland. Timbergoose. Timbergoose, I mean maroon socks. Oh, I'm going to have to tweet a picture of this. I this think is... I look sharp as anything, mate. You're but tr- got I'll a tell, new jacket. I'll tell you what you're trying to be. What? Something you're fucking not, son. Well, that, that's a good thing, you're then. You're trying to be media, like Soho House. Yeah. That, hey. What a gimp. Look at me. I look good. So, Goody's had a bad week. I'll tell you what, right? So, I had a weekend off. Yeah. I thought, going to be awesome. See the kids. You didn't think that. The you, six you, of us. You avoid the kids at all costs. No, I, I don't Apart know why you've, well, you've got this. Why you've got this. give me a black eye. Can you see me a black eye? Oh, yeah. Yeah, a bit of dirty boxing yesterday. So he knocked your hair road. off your head as well. You're going, <laughs> going thin on top as well. Had a well, haircut, mate. high and tight. Um, weekend at home with the kids. Looking forward to it all week. Had an event on Friday, Allianz in Birmingham uh, with Sarries. And they were driving home. I was like, I couldn't wait to get home. Worst weekend ever. Really? The kids just fighting the old time. I'm like, this, this ain't me. Where do they get that's, there mate, from? That's what I'm, you're producing, though. I know. It's about your parenting. I know. Well, it's, it's also, well, it's about nature and nurture, as I say. So you hate your kids? I, 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 mate, I love my kids. I'm, I'm a no, good dad. Sorry. You love your kids, but you hate being at home with your kids, is what you're saying. No, I, d- I thought this weekend would have been a lot more enjoyable than it was. I, I, I worked all day Saturday up at the mighty Rico Arena, watching us win again. Jeez, we're good, aren't we, wasps? Thieves, mate. Uh, and then did a game for Sky Saturday night. No doubt. Doubled up. I hated being out of the house all day. I was like, I just want to be home with the kids. When do you, when do you ever see your kids? You and work then Sunday, all day. Sunday, home all day. Loved it. With the kids. Twins themselves. are there. It's like Ella Grace. One of them's got a dirty nappy. There you go. You do it. Bad so, dad. Good dad. It's all about making sure your kids are happy. Wanting to be at home with them, Jim. That's you me. don't want to be at home with your kids. I ain't going home. I ain't going home tonight. Poor Beck. Coming up on the show later on, we've got James Haskell. He's joining us, so we'll be able to have a chat with him. Uh, before we get into things, um, a quick shout-out to this week's sponsor, Rugby Warfare. Uh, they've got two deals on this week. If you spend over 60 quid, you get a free jumper worth 30 quid. Um, you've also got less than five days uh, to enter their big Christmas giveaway. Uh, the winner will get over £700 worth of Rugby Warfare clothing. Oh, buggers. Signed playing All Blacks jersey, new Adidas Predator boots, Lee Burns' autobiography. Who's? Lee Burns. £100 in supplements bundle. Oh, oh, oh yeah. here we go. Here we go. And a one week's worth of high protein meals and 
Call of Duty World War Two, which looks awesome. So that you're defeating the object there. So you've got high protein, healthy yeah. meals, but you're going to be sat on your sat ass, on your ass playing Call of Duty. <laughs> Yeah. Sounds good, mate. And uh, your Predator boots. <laughs> and your Preds signed all black jersey. Preds, yeah. Preds are good, though. Uh, that's, a good, that's a good bundle. That yeah, is a very good bundle. Um, thank you all uh, for all your reviews on iTunes as well. You can keep them coming in. Uh, we had one message um, which we thought we would read out. It goes like this. To everyone at the pod, just wanted to start off by saying how much I bloody love the pod. Keep up the great work. Now for the soppy bit. Lost my dad in April after a short illness. It was bang on when I started listening to the pod. It was a very, very tough time for me, and genuinely, it sounds cliche, but the pod helped me through it. Listening to all the old episodes uh, which I had missed and hearing all the great stories, Jim and Chili, Goody and Marlon Yard. Hate him. The, the fight that you guys had. Titty Von Tramp. Never heard of her. Luke Narraway and his yellow teeth. Hanging teeth. Hanging individual. As well as all the recent ones, like my personal favourite, Lion's Announcement, I just wanted to thank Jim, Goody, and Andy for all the laughs they still bring me on Tuesday evenings and all the great work they do. Long live the pod. Um, and please feel free to read this message out, but please have me re- remain anonymous. So thank you very much for whoever. It's nice to help That's people, really nice. That's cool. It's cool. Generally, and people use the pod for different things. You know, you, people talk about it or listen to it on their way to work, so they the boredom of that. And other people, obviously he's using it. To put a smile on his face, and we're just making people laugh, Jim, aren't we? Well, I think it's, I think that's a really nice message. It's very nice. You know, mm. Like banter aside, some some of it's tongue and cheek. There are serious elements to what we're doing, but we love doing it, and it's great the feedback that we're getting. And that message is very nice and humbling. So thank you very much, whoever wrote that in. We're soaring uh, high on the charts again already, but um, we're going to try and get to number one for Christmas. I mean, we got quite close last year. Number two, didn't we? we number two. two. Yeah. So I was going to come out of retirement, wasn't I? You were going to come out of retirement. Mm. Do you want to do it again? My knee's fucked. Jim, you come out of retirement. If we get to number one, yep. I'll Ooh. come and set a few bin men down at a club. <laughs> well, we're doing it anyway, aren't we? What? For Hambo. We owe, I think it's London Cornish. Big shout out to London Cornish Rugby Club. We're playing a game for them later in the season. Okay. Remember we agreed to do that if, if they yeah they did the Hadrian's Wall? Yeah, that's fine. I'll, pl- I'll play another game. raised over 10 grand for Hambo. I think they're raising you 20 grand. Yeah, they you? did. Yeah. So we've got to play a game for them. So we need something different. We've got to organise yeah. that. I will not eat for a... A day. <laughs> if we get to number one. I thought about going longer than I thought, oh, I can't do that. If we get to number one, okay, for Christmas, I can't in January, I'm busy. In February, March, around the Six Nations, I'll, I'll go and play at a club. You can organise it however you want. I'm going to sit down a bin, man. Old piss boreans. Old piss boreans, mate. Someone is having it. Let's All do right. it. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'll go and coach then. We'll, do a, we'll do a tag team. Oh, hey. hey, there you go. Team. We I'm haven't not, done one before. I'm not looking at your grapes. No, I've seen yours, so it ain't pretty, son. <laughs> I have got a pile. And it's not very big. How how common is piles in men? Not very. All right. I don't think it's that common. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> when you put things up your bum, Jim, yeah. with Teddy Von Tramp, that's yeah. what happens. I ju- just just putting it out there. What, that you... D- that things go inside I thought, your... That I thought having... Anal cavity. I thought having grapes hanging out your bum was quite normal. <laughs> Obviously not. So, just to be clear, if we get to number one and for the Christmas number one, uh, you'll go back and play, Jim? I'll go I'll go back and play for a club, yeah. And Goody? I, I'll join him if physically I can. And I mean that because I've got to have a knee operation. It's buckled under, under the weight. <laughs> but if I can't play, and when I say play, I only need to walk around because that's all I ever Mate, did in my career. I was going to say, there ain't I ain't, much I ain't sitting down a bin, man. Mate, hit me short. I'll chip him. I'll chip him. No, no, no. Hit me short and yeah. I'll run straight through we'll the do ball it. We'll bucket. do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. Yeah, so um, make sure for us to get to number one, all you got to do is well, we've got to get the most downloads, we've got to get the most reviews, we've got to get the most ratings on, uh, what, on what iTunes. Will you, what will you do? 
Well, I've got nothing to offer. I'll come along and commentate. It's true. You'll come along and commentate. I'll tell you what, at the end of the game, if we win that game that we played in... Oh, yeah, you said you'd sit me down, didn't you, or something? You'll eat a can of cat food. Okay, deal. (laughs) And and you'll try and sit me down, or...? Uh, you will run over top of me, Goody. I'm back trekking on there. Already. Okay, there yeah, we go. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. I'm talking, talking around. You'll eat a can of cat food live <laughs> on air. Live on air. Oh, yeah. How big's the can? Is it like a little? Oh like man, it, like it, it, it can be a small one. It doesn't yeah, matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to that. God, I hope we get to number one. Hungry for some cat food. I haven't oh, had lovely. some for a while. You're yeah. a weird fish. Uh, Quinn's 2019 over Saracens. Yes, the, get in there, you Quinn's. The thieves. Five in a row, mate. They rob. They rob Saracens. How did they rob them? The referee. They outperformed you the on TMO. The day. No, they didn't outperform. The TMO robbed Saracens. That was a horrendous call. What is he doing? Now, let's go back, right? Okay, let's go back, back we go. early in the game. To be fair to Quinns, they actually scored a try that, that, that never was because they were all shouting at the ref like it's football. And so was 100% Luke, a try, wasn't it? It was 100% a try. Who and was it? it? Who was it? It was... Was it Horwell? Anyway. Definite try. Okay, and, the, and they're all shouting at Luke Pearce. Was it Luke Pearce? Yeah, I thought he had a bad game, actually. Oh, man. Was it Luke Pearce? Yeah, it was. Really okay. missing producer Tim today, aren't we? But, yeah, he, he's, producer Tim's ill. He's ill, he's got a sore throat. He don't speak, but he's not coming because he's got a sore throat. <laughs> Toughen up, what Tim. What about the shit legs on him? <laughs> so the TMO actually calls in that decision. Calls in the decision. Like, so the referee the high, looks at it. Are we talking about the high tackle? The high tackle at the end of Will Skelton. Skelton on Lang, was it? Yeah, on Lang. That never was. Yeah. That ultimately puts them in the field position to, to score. Mate, Saracens didn't play very well, but that ain't the point. Our point here is that the level of, and we, this isn't the first time we've spoken about it, Goody. It's not. I mean, it's not the ref's fault because he's. you can hear, if you listen in the background of the commentary or the TV, the audio, is you can actually hear the TMO say, Luke, 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 it's a penalty. And then after two or three phases, he then puts his arm yeah, out and yeah. says, yeah. he's playing advantage. So for me, but they're the small, small things. Yes, there's, you know, Mark McCall came out gracefully and he never said anything, but you can see he's frustrated. But this parts of Saracen's game that weren't great. They gave a number of penalties away, rightly or wrongly, around Maul, around line-out time. But that's one decision that, okay, Quinns win the game, flip it around, say Quinns lose the game, and they go back to that try, and they, don't, they, they finish seventh and not sixth. What I'm saying is, that, is the quality of officiating isn't up to the level of the quality of the players. But Saris were robbed. You're just fuming because you've lost to Quinns for the third year on the trot at the stoop, and you, they celebrated it. Like they'd won the league. Oh, the league or the final? <laughs> the lot. And that's what I, you, you saw them like. And then, to be fair, like, I like Rob Shaw. I do. I rate Rob Shaw. You know, I like the way that Played he's well. come back from adversity. He did play well. And I'm a big fan of his. So I listened to his interview after. I'm like, bit of humility here. He's going to say that you know they've had a poor season so far. They're looking to aspire to the levels that Saracens do. Oh, and he didn't. You know, he basically said, yeah, this is a big one for us. Our biggest game of the year. Local rivalry, and he's and he's correcting everything that he's saying. I just thought he could have downplayed how happy he was for winning that specific game against Saracens because they've been crap this season, like they have, you know. And yeah, yeah, tenth, they, they, they were tenth, weren't they? Yeah, and they pull out one big performance against Saracens, which they tend to do every year at home, not away. I thought about that after the game. Actually, it's a wave. It's it's at home that you should win your home games anyway, mate. Because the game post Six Nations is always the one at Wembley. Yeah. And they always get trounced. They always get smashed. The funny thing is, and I, I, I'm looking at two bit, two things that I noticed at the weekend. One, loved uh, Alex. Do you hear Alex Sanderson's interview during yeah. the game? So he's getting interviewed and he's a bit riled, wasn't he, as well, on the sideline. And they're interviewing on, on BT Sport and he's come out and he said, you know, fair play to Quinns. They've actually grown a set of, uh, I think he said cojones. He said cojones, didn't he? Grown a set of cojones, which was gold, I thought, in terms of an interview. And you could just see, and Quinns, I don't know what... And this must be the most frustrating thing as a Quinns fan or a player or whatever. 
like Jim said, they always raise their game, that one game for Saris, and can beat them. And Saris, they were very unsaracens like eight points up with nine minutes to go. You don't expect Saris to lose that game. But why can't Quinns do get to somewhere near that? You can't replicate those levels week in, week out physically, but the top sides get near it. And that was there. They played it like a cup final, and they, you know, they got a bit of luck towards the end. Alex Goode went for the ball with one hand. I tell you what, though, how good, is, how good is Danny Carrick kicking? Oh, how has he not got man of the match? Rob Shaw's got man of the match, right? Yeah, Rob Shop. Right. Danny Kerr sets quick up. Quick tap. Quick, yeah, well, three tries yeah. he set up, didn't he? So how the, good the crossfield kicking kick to Charlie Walker. Is it Charlie Walker in the first half? Yeah, yeah crossfield kick there. How quick is he, by the uh, way? Wheels, Leicester kid. Tap penalty, chips over, Charlie Walker scores again. And then the uh, the other one for... For Visser. 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 Who called it and what was his celebration about? Oh, mate. Talking to Visser. Tell his lid that. The big issue for Saracens, where, when did they lose the game? Andy Rowe? I didn't watch the game. Oh, you yeah. fucking useless you are. My mum was... I'll tell you, they, they lost it in the last two minutes. They lost it in the last two minutes, right? And you think back, you rewind the clock to last season. Who would come on with two minutes to go in every game without fail mm. and secure that victory? Close the finisher. Jim Hamilton. I don't want Will Skelton off the bat. I want to see Jim Hamilton out there. That's what they're missing. I, I, I don't that know. That leadership. I don't know what to say. That ability to win penalties. Guilty. Go back to the Premiership final, 2015, was it? 16. You know, you, they're, they're missing their ultimate leader. I'm going mean, to call you their ultimate leader. I mean, everything you're saying is truth, you know, and they are facts. You played two minutes each week, that was it. You know, I'm just trying to stay humble here, you know, but guilty as charged, Goody. I am guilty as charged on all accounts. But it's their worst streak of defeats in a decade, I think, isn't it? Mate, is, is it a fall- Wheels are off, mate. Is it a fallout from the Lions? Wheels are off. Anglo-Welsh two games, who, who does it matter? This is the week, they're playing Clermont. Northampton, another loss for them oh, against Newcastle. Oh, wow. <laughs> don't get started on them. What is going on there? Seven Ooh. in a row. Well, the way I look at it... Is it seven in a row? In, yeah. in Premiership and Europe, yeah. Seven. Oh, my goodness gracious. And they, they, they got spanked in their first game by Saris at Twickenham. Then they won four in the spin, and everyone's well, like... And we actually said papering over the cracks, didn't we? Well, I got in trouble for them comments. Did you? By, by, yeah. By Dorian West yeah. weren't happy. But this is the thing, though. And we're here to discuss and give our opinions. My opinions on Northampton are they're still trying to play the way they played when they won the league. This supposedly big forward pack that takes ball off nine, runs hard around the corner, beats teams around the corner. But they haven't got the same tools. They haven't got Sammy Manoa. They haven't got big, big ball carriers anymore. You look at their pack, and I think it's underpowered. Yet their coaching hasn't evolved with the game. Um, and I look at their coaching setup, and I'm not advocating sacking people here. You look at their coaching setup, Jim Mallander, Dorian West, Mark Hopley, defence coach, Phil Dowson, and Alan Dickens, I think it is who's the attack coach, there's five people that have been at that club for, I know Phil Dowson went and had two years playing at Worcester, but they've been at that club for 10 plus years or around that time. So they've got no outside external influences of coaches, no different voices, different opinions. So they've just gone, I, I think it's gone stale there, just the Northampton way, which worked five, how many years ago they won the final, five years ago, whatever it was. Yeah, it, they had a great pack, they were good at front, yeah. scrum, more. Yeah, but the game's evolved, the game's changed. And they haven't got a different voice, a different view on the game. And oh, man, I don't think they've got a 10. Well, they're, uh, they're uh, waiting for Dan Bigger next well, year, aren't they're, they? They're waiting for Dan Bigger. And that's and their thing. They've played, their 9 and 10 have chopped and changed a lot this yeah, year. They which, have. you look at the top teams that win things, that doesn't happen. No. Um, and, mate, and to be fair, Matt, I love Ben Foden. Love his voice. Love, love his hair. 
but he's not the player that he was. He's got a testimonial, which he's deserved, so we mm. give him a shout-out for that. But look, mate, he's not at the level that he was before. Pick, pick and moles goes. He he kept them on the front foot last year. Yeah. I, mate, I just struggle to see anything from Northampton. Yeah, And I think they need... Yeah, they're making some signings for next year, but they also... I'm not saying change the coaches. I'm saying add to it with a external influence. But the the issue with that, and Alex King was that voice, someone different, someone that's seen a different environment. Uh, you you then end up having a debate on how you should play, and ultimately they've reverted to type, and type's not working. So they need to make changes and get someone else in to that coaching team. Keep the keep the coaches in place, but you need a different voice from a different environment to put a different perspective on it. Otherwise, if you always do what you always did, you always get what you always got. That's what Goody does. He eats more and more at the buffet, just gets bigger and bigger exactly and bigger. Exactly that. Gloucester, five in a row now. Are they, are they the real deal? Well, that, that's, that's the, there's the difference for me. Gloucester have gone to a completely outside influence, a completely different view on the game, and got in Johan Ackerman. And Gloucester were always underachievers. The nearly the team. Last, the nearly team for the last how many years, with some serious quality in the squad. And we talked about it last year, didn't we, about their, their wage bill. It's a top four wage bill in terms of how much they spend, but they're, they're finishing eighth or ninth in the league year after year. So they've gone out, got Johan Ackerman. And to be fair to them, they've made a couple of signings. Johan Ackerman hasn't made many signings. He's bought his son, who, oh my God, how what, good a is what a player. If you're, how he's not playing for South Africa when South Africa are, let's be honest, shit at the minute. Yeah. How Mate. he's not playing for South Africa. But there's rumours that he's going to want to play for England. No doubt, 23 bags. Mate, well, and he's good enough as well. Yeah, Mate, you mentioned you saw my thunder there. Mate, I watched that Gloucester game. Ruan Ackerman. <laughs> he's unbelievable mate he can carry a ball he can carry pill would you run at him he'd, he'd knock you into next week or I reckon it'd be a big old collision <laughs> genuinely he runs at me mate he's th- th- a- th- there's a dent in the floor <laughs> mate he's he's a good player he's a quality player but it just shows doesn't it I don't know whether this bubble will burst for Gloucester you know I hope it doesn't but you know they're, they're second they're currently lying second in the league which is ridiculous uh, to even think from where they were, they had a record defeat up, up at Sale. But it just shows you the level of coaching, the quality in terms of culture. Belief, look, the belief, and how much they work for each other now. Exactly. And, and you look at the top three teams, they're underpinned by culture. I'm not saying the other teams aren't, but the the three, the, the, the top three teams, Exeter, um, Gloucester and Saracens, you listen to the coaches, that's what they talk about. You listen to the guys underneath, okay, like your Leicesters, your Wasps, okay, Northampton, I never hear that. Mate, Northampton aren't underneath. They're like 10th. Well, you know what I mean. Like yeah. these these big clubs. Yeah. Okay. Bath. You don't hear. Well, Todd Blackadder, you do a little yeah. bit. He talks about culture, but the three top clubs in Gloucester now are in the top three clubs. Big test for Gloucester, though. Obviously, they are second in the league. They go to Wasps, I think, on the 23rd. And now Wasps are in some form. And, and for me, Gloucester fans are probably looking at the league going, yes, we're going to make top four. The stepping stone for them is to finish in the top six I think they'll finish top four do you think I, think, I, don't, I don't think they will I think I don't think Leicester will having watched Leicester at the weekend I thought they did alright Leicester in the end hey got a rumour for you I've got a huge I've got knowledge oh have you well that's yeah. exciting right. it's exciting um, we'll come to that. yeah so Gloucester though tip your hat to them we've given them some stick haven't we I'm, right. I'm happy mate they've got a great city and I'm so happy that defensively, they're playing well and that's the thing though defensively and you, you learn about teams' cultures and, and work rate and all that stuff. Unseen stuff where you're working really hard for each other. That's where you, and as, as a team, as a player, you know where the weak links are. But you also can see how much effort boys are putting in for each other and how much they want to win for each other. And everyone says, oh, you should want to win. You should do as much as you can during a game. Since they got their asses handed to them up at sale, their defence has been unbelievable. Savage. Yeah. Savage thrush. Savage thrush. Ed Slater didn't even play at the weekend. No. 
but you can see you can see the impact that he's having on his knowledge and his the culture. Yeah, exactly that. Honor the players, and when you've got Slater with Savage Thrush in your, as your second rows, I tell you what, a shout out as well to right. Henry Purdy. You talk about shit lids, <laughs> but he's been on fire. Yes, this season. But you look at Hudson as well, the fullback. No one's, who, who who was he? And he's playing like a, an absolute rock Where's star. Where's Woodward? I think he's injured. Is he? But Hudson, the young kid at fullback, there's a good story on him. Actually, yeah, there about, is. Yeah. Um, what did he have? Some yeah, there's some nerve, issue? nerve nerve issue in his shoulder or that something. It, yeah. Um, you know, and he's playing way above his level, and that can only be. It's like Exeter. It can only be down to the coaches and the culture in the environment. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Wasps uh, win over Lister? <sighs> yeah, we're. Oh, again. I'll, I'll be honest. We deserve to win over the course of eighty minutes. Wasps deserve to win. All right, well, we've got one of those players uh, that was playing in the Wasps uh, 32-25 win over Leicester. James Haskell, how are you, mate? Very well, very well. How are the guys? Good. Yes, Hask, how are those teeth, son? Very good, mate. Same as your lid hanging on. <laughs> Hell of a win for you guys over the weekend. You must be pretty happy with the form at the moment. Five wins in a row in uh, the Premiership and Europe. The thieves. A thief. They thieve yeah, Leicester. It's, um, yeah, it's obviously... Uh, you know, good get results. You know, we were staring down a barrel of five losses, um, you know, a little while ago. So, you know, that's the, the fickle nature of rugby, but it's nice to get the results we wanted. I think having a bit of a break for the Anglo-Welsh and coming back with a, you know, to regroup and then play and obviously going to, to Europe. Um, you know, we've had a few boys back from injury. So all that's kind of come together nicely to get help us get a result, really. And obviously, Hask, um, with the England stuff going on at the minute, you must have been dead chuffed to play in that Anglo-Welsh against Newcastle at home, weren't you? <laughs> To be honest with you, right, you laugh, you laugh at this. I, two things, I didn't even know there was a thing called an Anglo-Welsh or an LV, right? I, I Honestly, I'd never seen it in the calendar, and I saw, you know, when it used to be LV, I thought it was the Louis Vuitton Cup, I thought everyone got given back, and then I realised that shock horror, that people don't go on a rest, that when you're not with England, you actually have to play some more rugby, so I did um, give me those two, you know, gave me a week off, and then asked, you know, and then let me train and not play, I actually requested to play. Would you believe? Yeah. Um, because I just think I didn't want to have you know two weekends off. I thought uh, an opportunity to go out and play and obviously keep your head in it. And you know what? It was actually I think it was like was it fifty points to fifty five? Some ridiculous game. Um, but it was nice to get a run out and you know get my first Anglo Welsh cap. Very nice, very nice. And obviously Eddie Jones, he said he he drove up to your house, didn't he, to talk to you about not picking at the time. What was said and what's the progress of trying to get back in the squad, mate? Um, I think he just said, look, you know, uh, my form hadn't been good enough. Um, he felt that, um, you know, I just obviously wasn't performing, that, you know, I needed to go away and, and sort sort that out. Um, you know, he's always been very honest and open um, about that kind of stuff. And, you know, obviously the door was not fully closed. I think it was probably, you know, slightly ajar, uh, or maybe because I put my foot in the door and maybe kept it <laughs> ajar. And I just think, look, for me, it's just about playing well. You know, you know, like, it, like anyone else does, that if you go well for your your club and your club goes well and you're constantly putting your hand up then they can't they can't ignore you I'm not sure I'll get any um, you know a lot of players get a little bit of press behind them I don't I don't think anyone's going to be banging the drum for me I will mate I will well you fine 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 you boys on the spot of the Rob podcast you know get behind me but I think that'll be about it so I just think for, for me it's just about going away and playing well and, and, we'll, and we'll see what happens but obviously they got three from three in the autumn back row boys went well so look you know you just got to get on with it and worry about what you can control uh, Has did he actually come to your house he did, yeah, he did, yeah, yeah, he did, yeah. What did you do? Did you make him some food, cup of tea, coffee, well, beer? I, well, I knew he wasn't coming up to offer me the captaincy, you know, <laughs> a bonus. So, so I didn't get out of fine china or anything else. Like that. I mean, I, you know, I made him a green tea, and I, you know, 
I, I threatened not to, to chase him down the road in my digger that I had on the, on the driveway at the time. Um, I did tidy the house. Um, when I say I tidy, the missus tidied the house and I sort of made the surfaces. Um, you, you told her to, didn't you? Yeah, well, I'm not being misogynist. She tells me what to do. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, yeah. Mate, you should have got him doing some CrossFit, mate. I've seen he leaves a bra at the minute. He's got these little flappy bits in his, in, his, in his shirt. Yeah, because yeah, I knew I was getting booted out. So, you know, if he if was coming up to offer me something good and things are going real well, then I might have, like, you know, really laid it on for him. Hesk, you mentioned he, he gave you some work-ons and gave you some things to do. What, what exactly did he tell you that he, you had to work on and, and how I, do you play better? I think I think when you've got to a certain point, I think it's just bringing out your point of difference. I think you know there's no point trying to to reinvent the wheel. And I think for a large part of my my career, I was trying to you know be all things to all men and try to to you know to, to be good at everything. And you're just never going to be able to do that. You know, people have a point of difference. You know, that they bring to you know Goody was good in the bar after the game. Amazing, you know, wasn't I? Good, good for morale. Um, Man, I was an all rounder. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know, <laughs> has, do you even, has do you remember Jim playing or not? Yeah, I do. Jim was great for penalties and also, <laughs> um, you know, that's what he brought to the team. If you wanted something game slowing down and disrupted, call on Jim. Smart. Um, so, anyway, so, yeah, so he just told me to go and, you know, I need to bring my physicality in games. He wants to be hitting people hard. He wants to be doing that kind of stuff. And it's, it's very simple. You just got to you just got to go and deliver that, really. So, you know, he didn't ask me to start taking drop goals or... You know, trying to you know be a, be a playmaker. Just catch it, mate. Catch it, happen. catch it first, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Uh, exactly. Has uh, there's rumours, mate, that you might be taking the diggers down to Bristol's next year. Bristol's, Bristol's. Oh yeah, chingalingaling. What's the <laughs> what's anything on your future? We're oh, getting to, right, it's nearly January. Okay, I'll, I'll start talking like that. Right, changing lanes, are we? Fair play. <laughs> um, to be honest with you, uh, no. Listen, I'm out of contract with Was. Um, I honestly. And this is genuine. There's no excuse to give you. I haven't had a conversation with anyone about anything. I've just been trying to get my my stuff in order, really, with my playing. I think, um, you know, that kind of being left out of the England squad was, you know, it was obviously it was the first time I'd kind of been fully left out when I was fit or able to be involved. So it just kind of refocused me about what I wanted to do. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, uh, is there a parking for, uh, for diggers at Bristol? There is, there is, mate. There is. Well, 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 it. I don't know. Has, how, how much are you looking for per annum? What's your going rate per, per year? Per, well, I, I'd I'd put myself in the brackets of around seven hundred grand a year if I was still playing <laughs> in the current climate. Yeah, you okay. being EQP qualified, what do you what bracket do you put yourself in? What, what's EQP mean? English well, qualified English. player. Oh, lovely! You boys have got all the lingo. Oh, mate, it's what we do. Mate, press, mate. We're, we're press now. Press noises. What, do you, what, thought, what bracket? I thought you boys would have done something about like street fighting and like drinking as a podcast of a rugby topic. Oh, we, um, we do that as a live show, mate. Don't worry about that. Fine. Um, so, Soho next week, no doubt you'll be I there. Think, I think. What's Odell Beckham looking for? Like, he was looking <laughs> about thirty million a year. So I reckon I'm just under that because the showmanship and my chat alone should carry a, a hefty weight. Let's see the, the, the worst chat. So, so you'll go to Bristol's if they pay you a million, mate. We're influencers yeah. on here. We can get you that deal. Can you? Genuinely. 20% oh, right, well, listen, for me, just crack on. I am got, you know, I'm freelance. Uh, what's your commission, mate? Just give me a digger. Twenty percent, it's fine. What, what a digger to serve you up your breakfast, mate? <laughs> your portion, your portion's that big now. You're having to front load him in a digger. I just want to be seen on a digger driving down oh, the M69. Okay, anyway, interesting question though, Hask. So we, yeah. we do get away from rugby on this podcast. We talked about wiping asses the other day, and Jim's yeah. a bit weird. He wipes through the front gate with a little mm-hmm. twisty motion. I'm obviously a regular back wiper. Yeah. Could you just let the people know how you wipe your ass? <sighs> with 20 pound notes, Goody. <laughs> <laughs> Not 50s. I got the 50s at my house, son. 
Yeah, but the problem is if you get the 50s out, you get the pinkness, you get the salmon all over it. Yeah. Actually, to be fair, seeing you naked, it does look like you've had a few pink bits. Like, oh, hey, how, oh, how clean is it? How clean is it, though? Oh, it's immax to an inch of his life. There I'm you go. Honestly, when Goody gets naked, it's like the last chicken in the shop. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Your banter hasn't changed in years, has it, son? Oh, mate. Honestly, that's shocking. I, I swear now... But if, if you subjected me to what you subjected me to, I could get some complaint to HR department. Mate, for you, used, exposure. you used to get a bit of blood in it when you saw me naked. That was the boring <laughs> oh, thing. It's got a hell of a piece as well. Hell of a piece. So, Hassie, are you a front or back, mate? Um, to be honest, I, I, I vary. I like to vary it up depending on, what? you know, cu- I'll tell you why. Because cubicle size can be an issue. Yes, yes. yes. You know, if you, if you like, people do have a narrow cubicle. If you're trying to stand up, you know, bang your elbows, you get in, you know, I mean, it's just a bit weird. So, and obviously, you know, some places you end up stopping cannot be the most hygienic. So then I'll go, I'll go kind of front to back, but then I'll, you know, I'll, I'll vary it. Now. But when, when you're, I'm when you're on your, th- when you're on your throne at home yeah. and you've produced a perfect dump, yeah. what should you go to? You've got all the space in the world. Well, I get Jeeves. Jeeves gets Jeeves does it for you. There you go, the old wet white. (laughs) Lovely. I tell you what, though, I'm a wet white man. I'll throw that in there. I like a wet white. Yeah, it Uh, feels nice, doesn't it? Especially when when it's freshly veated as well. Yeah, I haven't done that for a while. I, you know, I haven't, I haven't got down that path for a long time. But I might relive it. I feel like maybe, you, maybe it's a sign I should get on with it. <laughs> well, while we're getting to know you, I mean, I mean, you would have got to know a few people while you're over in New Zealand on the Lions tour. Is there anyone that surprised you uh, with their sort of hygiene or lack of it when you're in New Zealand? Um, I tell you, I tell you, who was very nice. Was 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 um, Hyde Furlong. He um, obviously I must have been sharing room with him and looking slightly uh, lost because he said, "Has come on, mate." looking a bit down and just gave me a hug and it was very nice i just you know i thought that was very welcoming um you know sort of irish english relations so that was nice um sean o'brien very interesting character to share a room with um i, I wouldn't say hygiene was top of the priority list of, you know he's a that, farmer that. He, is, he is a farmer yeah normally wiping his hands on the back of sheep um <laughs> so yeah, he was actually very good though but you know he, he was a bit of a selfish shellfish really he would uh my missus sent me a couple of care packages that I'd left on my bed and oh. when I came back he'd, he'd unwrapped them and um, eaten them and, and like, eaten out the Ferrero Rocher which was a nightmare in case the ambassador came around nice. um, I'm trying to think who else I kind of um, I'll, I'll tell you what uh, CJ Stander lovely bloke yeah some of the things he ma- yeah he maybe watched a few weird videos on his on his phone of hunting and stuff like that that was pretty aggressive those saffers are mad aren't they yeah, I, I, I tell you, I mean, obviously, the only the, the sort of amazing thing was the, the kit man, really. We had a guy called Rada, who uh, was a 70-year-old guy, and he's an Irish legend. And what I didn't realise was that the tradition the night before a game was, everyone goes to Rada's room, and uh, he gets out sweets and cup of tea, not in a weird way or anything like that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Children <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, gets the, yeah, gets, the, gets the tea out, gets the sweets out, whatever. And uh, boys relax, tell a few stories and everything else. And then as the night progresses, the Irish boys get more and more kind of aggressive and they start sort of trashing this bloke's room and obviously he's a 70 year old bloke so he kind of laughs it off but they do things like i mean what the best night i've ever heard of was that they they blue tacked all his possessions to the ceiling right i mean including his glasses so he couldn't see where anything was but but the, the best thing was that one night they set his alarm from four o'clock in the morning on the hour every hour and hid his glasses in the cupboard <laughs> and, and uh, he couldn't find them to turn the, the alarm off and they'd ordered him a um, at two in the morning a uh, anchovy and pilchard sandwich oh, that, was be, that was to be hand delivered. So he was victimised, but in a very amusing way. That was about it. Really. That's sexual abuse in today's day and age, mate. Is it? Yeah, apparently uh, well, so. Se- There's nothing sexual about delivering an anchovy and pilchard sandwich. It, mate, in, so, in some cultures, it definitely is, mate. Cultures, <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? Then, yeah. Just go, going back to Shawnee, Obviously, what came out after the Lions tour about yeah. Warren Gatland and Rob Howley and all that stuff. Where, where do you stand on all that? And 
Has surely got a point, or? Um, yeah, sure. Surely you've got a point, has. Yes, Goody, I will have a point for you, and I'll tell it to you when I've retired. <laughs> <laughs> Which is how long? Uh, well, at the moment, the way things are going, probably next week. <laughs> How's things with you and Marla now? Yeah, good. I was. I love Joe Marla. Like I was never, um, you know, I've never really um, kind of fallen out with him in any way. You know, I, for me, it was one of those things where I hadn't played for a while. I came on the field. Uh, I think that it's really important that rugby doesn't go along the same lines as, as football with like officials and arguing with the officials and everything else. But they've got to like raise their game. So if someone's going to do something and you know no one's going to penalise it or whatever happens, then you, you end up taking the law into your own hands, really. And then you obviously then expect ramifications. And I was kind of like, look. You know, Joe was taking the mick a little bit. He was pulling my head guard. I hate that. And then he squirted water in my face. And I was like, right, this is it. So I just thought I'd give him an old MMA death roll. And that was fine. I thought both of us might get yellow card or both of us might be dismissed. But then I ended up getting yellow card. So I was more disappointed by the fact that of all the TV cameras, all the angles, that, that they didn't kind of get that right than, than Joe. You know, Joe's a master of winding people. I love the guys. He spent a load of time with on the Lions tour. And with England, you know, you know, we'll always be mates. And I, I was never... Uh, I was never that, that perturbed, you know. See, that's the difference between you, Haskin, who's a good bloke, and Jim, who's not such a good bloke. Jim still holds grudges against Joe Marler. He hates him, him. He hates him. I don't hate him. <laughs> I filled him in. Ask, I filled him in. Did you? Yeah. Did you, you were on here before. Do you remember when you filled me in? <laughs> yeah, about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, hold on a minute. I think it was more the fact that, you were, you know, obviously your reputation preceded you, and I think you were slightly shocked that anyone would dare stand up for Big Jim. The left, the, the, the scourge of what is it, Coven, the Covskin? Covskin from Scotland, Cov- mate. Hit me with his best shot in the tunnel, mate. Classic Edinburgh versus Wasps. Phil Vickery, Meander Tide behind me back. Haskell gives me his best. <laughs> hey, do you know what? Do you know what, Haskell? It was actually Edinburgh versus Stade Francais. Oh, yeah. Three, and you just, you just got a little short right. And what can I say? It just comes out of nowhere. In the didn't tunnel, even hurt. Didn't even hurt. In, in the, the tunnel. tunnel. And we got called into the referee's room at half time. Oh, no. <laughs> well, hey. no. No, what happened was you got cut and then you ran in there with tears in your eyes saying to the referee, he's cut me, he's cut me, like telling tales. And I was like, oh my, I I thought Big Jim was going to be better than that, but it was fine. He's not. I'll tell you what, Hask, I'll be honest. You are the very only person that Jim's admitted filled him in his career. Everyone else you talk about, he's like, yeah, I filled him in, knocked him out, (laughs) put him into next week. So, Hask, you must be an absolute hero in Jim's eyes. He is. No, well, I just think it's one of those mutual respect things. I think that, you know, if you, you know, if you put it out there and someone has a go, like it's my, it's my like my first training session with Wasp. I was 17. We're doing a mauling session. You know, Trevor Liotta was was going against us. You know, and he was like cheating the whole time. And I tackled him out the mall, and I thought, well, I'm going to bang him. So I banged Trevor Liotta, thinking that this was a genius, a genius manoeuvre. As he as he went as I went down, sort of fell on top of him. He gave me one short right, absolutely split my eye, split my eyebrow with his leather bit. But we were best of friends as ever we were after that. I mean, and obviously I was in danger of my life the entire time I was. Just don't nick his chicken either. Don't nick his KFC, yeah. mate. You'll be I right. Mate, I don't think Hass will, mate. But but I just think those little moments happen. But what it's difficult sometimes to the public to realise that you end up having a bit of a, a bonding moment over that kind of stuff. And I'd obviously, you know, I'd heard all about Jim, and I knew that he, the only way he would understand was if you stood up to him. I count if I if I gave up, I'd never hear the end of it. And now we're friends. Look at us. And, and now we're best of friends as ever we were. You know, we were enjoying a Sunday lunch the other day, didn't we? We're the two best friends. Mate, has, has, has trying to hit on my missus. She just said, she just had a cesarean. <laughs> <laughs> Twins Hass is over there dressed as the snowman, one in a number. <laughs> yeah, that was unbelievable. But uh, yeah, and she, 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 she gave me a fake number. Yeah, she to, did. I tried to text a picture from my new calendar, but she's having none of it. Mate, nice. She's seen it, mate. James Haskell, <laughs> thank you very much for coming on the show. I uh, really appreciate it. And best of luck uh, moving forward with your uh, bid to try and get back into that England squad. And good luck at Cheers. Bristol. Cheers, Hask. Oh,
And then she is, as in all I'll say is, listen, because it's a bit dry on your show sometimes. If my career doesn't go anywhere, I'll come and be the third, fourth wheel. Nice, mate. Want? We'll have that. All right. I'm very expensive, though. A million a year. So we better get some <laughs> in down, we all, mate. In right? we all, mate. In take, we all. Those, uh, <laughs> hey, take those dildos off your hands as well next time you play, kid. <laughs> all right. As soon as I have Cheers, pal. Bye, bye. What a bloke. <laughs> I'll tell you now, Haskell has that. And obviously, I've known him for, for years and years and years. People outside the game, and you know him. Jim, having played against him, and people look at him and go, fucking hell, he's all about his persona. What a legend. Genuinely, whether you know him for playing with him or playing against him, fans' opinion of him, opposition fans, they obviously dislike some parts of it. He's a fucking great bloke. I love people who try and... Honest. Yeah, who, who try and grow themselves away from Rubin. That's what he's done. In business, you know, the social media, media. But also, you've got to, you, you can't forget... Mate, he's one of the best back rows England have had in modern times. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, look at the nick of him. Yeah, you know how hard he works. And very similar to myself. They're literally the polar opposites. I've seen you both naked. <laughs> I've seen you both start bollock naked, and my word, I sit somewhere in the middle. I think no, I probably sit more with with a Haskell. I don't think you do, Jim. I've, don't forget, I've got that picture of you. You're very much the smallest out of the three of us. Oh my word! <laughs> <laughs> Hung like a squirrel. Oh, no, good, good, hey, good piece on him though, Hask. Good Mate, piece, isn't he? Very, very veiny. Yeah, he's got a very veiny piece, as you as you'd imagine. Good piece. He's like, like one of them that you think's taken a Viagra and then like tied a bit of rope at the end, so it's like obviously look flat like it's. Not, that's what it looks like. He did used to get a bit of blood in it though when when I'd get changed. Ed Shervington, remember Ed Shervington? Yeah, he's a good bloke. He'd always is try he one of your mates? Yeah, good mate of mine. <laughs> but Sherv's Ed Shervington would always try and touch Hask. Uh, in the changing rooms, like you know, those awkward moments when yeah. sometimes people just don't want it. He's got a long foreskin, though, hasn't very he? Very long foreskin, yeah. Ask, yeah. <laughs> Great, gets a, gets a lot of thrush. What a guy, good man. Should we get into some social media then? Okay, uh, Tom Horton has tweeted in. I love when you really lift the skirt on your love for one another. Uh, so, which attribute would you like to have from the other on and off the field? Money, goodies, money. Yeah. On the field, on the field. I don't know. I'll tell you what, a good thing about Goody was... Oh, yes, please. Yeah, okay. So the, the money off the field to be mortgage-free and have a million-pound house and drive a Range Rover and have a nanny and have private education, love that. And again, if I was playing this day and age, I'd have that. But Goody's ability to not... And this was the complete polar opposite to me, just to be the same bloke on the pitch as you are off it. Relaxed, chilled, didn't take yourself too seriously... And that was a good quality. Well, I enjoyed thank you, that. Thank you, Jim. Do you know what I mean? So I remember actually <laughs> once, I don't know who you, oh, I don't know who I was playing for. I can't remember who you were playing for, but Goody's doing a, a, a kickoff. And there was this thing that basically we used to do kickoffs at Leicester. And <laughs> you go up with dildo hands, basically you go up for the kickoff, the ball comes off your head. <laughs> flippers. You know, like you've got these flippers, you go scuba diving and you've got flippers on your hands. So me and Goody had this standing joke for years about basically if you dropped it, you had flippers. We're in a game. Next thing, Goody bangs up this kickoff Literally the highest kickoff you've ever ever seen, screaming flip <laughs> flippers to me as I go up to take this kickoff, knock it straight on, <laughs> and I'm like that. And then Goody comes running over, tell the flippers that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed you know. Thanks, so, mate. That's that's, I think that's the nicest thing you've ever said well, to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, what would I want from Jim? Off well, the field, on the field. Fashion. Uh, no, I can't, mate. I can't take fashion advice from you. Okay. Well, I tell you what, he's very well respected. He's fucking big, tough bugger. And, you know, people joke about the penalties and stuff like that. You generally, whenever Jim played, you knew, and I obviously avoided contact like the play, forward play, driving malls, smashing rocks, all that stuff. He was a nemesis for teams, weren't you? And a that, wrecking ball, mate. Yeah, the absolute, oh, not ball in hand, but defensively <laughs> around the breakdowns and stuff like that, driving malls. He was the mall smasher. What do they call you? I don't know. But just that physical toughness. Mm. Um, 
and the respect that you have, you everyone gets respected when you have a decent career, which Jim had a very good career, and I take the piss about Scotland and sixty nine caps and three wins or whatever. Um, but it's a hell of an international career. You know, there is a lot of respect for him around various parts of the world. Yeah. And obviously, you know, we take the piss on here and, you know, everyone gets into each other. But you're a very well-respected member of the rugby community for your physical attributes and toughness and how hard it was to play against you. Cheers, Goody. I like your hair. Um, thank you very much. I love your hair. Uh, right. Off the field. Oh, there's more. Is, is, on, uh, there is, yeah. That's on the field. Off the field... You can hold court in a changing room. Your one-liners, your little stories here and there, and we hear it on the on the rugby pod and the live shows. Just a little. Th- I just remember little things that make you laugh all the time. So you're on the bus and you'd be talking like boys would be talking about football and Chelsea to play the night before, and uh, Didier Drogba would have had a stinker, and Jim just come out with yeah Didier dog poo. Just little names like that that just make people laugh the whole time. I'm gonna cry. Um, and he tells a good cry. story. Funny banter, one-liners. I love you, Jim. Anyway, let's get back to it. How far are you, Goody? (laughs) Fucking noodle arms. Matthew Howe has tweeted in, who had the best on-field sledging? Best on-field sledging. Goody was up there. Leon Lloyd wasn't bad, was he? Yeah, Leon Lloyd was very good. Tough bugger. Yeah. Kofskin, you see. Tough bugger, mate. Uh, I'm trying to think. It's gone out of the game now a bit, hasn't it? Yeah, everyone's too fucked. Yeah. Austin Austin was quite good at times. Mm. Uh, Jordan Murphy was very... We're going to Leicester now, aren't we? Yeah. Well... Any sledge in, in particular, either you can remember, that was a quarter. Chris Ashton. What happened? Oh, mate. I'll tell you about Ashy's story in a minute. England, Scotland, up there, and it was a mud bath, and I used to hate him. Just everyone hated him, didn't they? Very nice bloke, actually, but everyone hated him. And I remember, he's, we're in a ruck, and I've tried to pull him in so he couldn't get, get back into the backfield. He's just turned around and said, oh, shit, a Scotland. I was like, mate, what are you on about? He's like, you're not even Scottish, pal. <laughs> Look at the state of you. The next rook, I've absolutely blitzed him into next week, into the back. He remembers it. But his legend was good. And, and who won? Matt, I, I thought he died that day. Yeah, but who won? They won 28-0. <laughs> so I was commentating on Toulon Leon at the weekend. Um, and there was a bit of a pushing and shoving match just after a ruck. And Ashley always loves getting involved, doesn't he? He's never going to throw a punch or do anything because he's not hard. And that, you don't do that anyway anymore, do you? But he's always there gobbing off. I'll tell you who's good at Richard, Richard Wigglesworth's pretty good at that as well. Yeah. Um, anyway, Ashy jogs over to this ruck. He's playing in France. French players everywhere. And there's a, the Leon Hooker's a French guy. I forget his name. Anyway, he stood up and he's gobbing off at one of the Toulon forwards in French. Ashy's walked over to him and gone, Hey, fuck off, you knobhead. <laughs> <laughs> playing in France. <laughs> fuck off, you knobhead. So northern, I'll so give, Wigan. I'll give him another year and then he'll be back. He's, mate, 13 tries in 11 games, I mate. think. He's done well. Yeah. Rags has tweeted in, which club had the best food? Rag and bone, man. Rags. Which club had the best food? <sighs> Wasps, genuinely. And Ab- Abby Gurav is their chef now. The food, why do you think I'm this size? My last two years at Wasps, didn't train, ate like a king every day. First in for lunch. Have a look at it. He's on Twitter, actually, and he puts all the food on Twitter. Unbelievable. Really? Make yeah. Gloucester, we used to eat Alsatian. <laughs> Uh, the final Autumn International was played over the weekend. Wales twenty four twenty two over South Africa. Do you guys did you guys watch it? At watch all? the highlights. Yeah, the only thing to say is Hadley Park's debut two tries. They were good. Yeah, mm. they were Kiwi centre playing for Wales. Yeah, I, I saw. I was actually going to tweet it, but I thought it might have been harsh. Like the reaction after the game, Howley's like obviously over the moon. You know, South Africa got held up in that mall of the last play of the game, and um, Howley's reaction after, like trying to hug Gatlin, like gives him a tap. I might tweet it actually. Was if it you awkward? Orcs, mate. It's was like it? one of them where basically, like a lad's cheated on his missus. He's trying to say sorry, and she ain't having any of it. Basically, <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah. So so the, fair play to Wales, though. Obviously, they're missing a few because obviously. 
boys have gone back to the Premiership, etc. A couple of injuries. It's a little bit of a something to hang their hat on going to the Six Nations. Let's go to the rumour mill. Any rumours for us there? Yeah, I've got one. You go. It involves wasps. And it involves a player at wasps moving to Leicester. Really? Mm. Let me have, give me a clue. Front or back? What wiper or? <laughs> uh, he plays up for uh, up front. Plays up front. Back row. Yep. Thompson. Guy Thompson has signed for Leicester Tigers. Has he? Yep. Hey, that's a good guess yeah, by me, though. Guess. Eh? Very good guess. I'm just thinking of like of the players that they need and yeah. the players that Wasps have got. So uh, yeah, Guy Thompson is uh, leaving Wasps at the end of the year, signing for Leicester Tigers. Good. Talking of Leicester, go on. So my best mate is forward coach there at the minute, Brett Deacon. Yeah. Oh, doing a great job. It's a bit awkward. Why? You just said your best mate. Yeah. Is our love in finished? Is it? Or? Well, you're like an associate, oh. a best associate. Okay, I'll take we're friends. Um, so he, he's coaching there. Came up from the academy. How's he coaching the job. lineouts there? But well, this is the thing. They've they've got rid of Richard Blaze, haven't they? That yeah. he left, and now Blaze has come back in some capacity. Is Blaze back? Is he? He's back. Yeah. Is he? He's back from the dead. No wonder the line out was garbage at the He's weekend. Back. <laughs> <laughs> so, mate, the line out was crap at the weekend. Um, Youngs, he's never been an amazing thrower, has he? No. And, and Was sat in two pods and gave Leicester the front of the line out anyway. Nor's over. But that's good Nor's from you, that. But Leicester have been talking to Paul O'Connell as. As a forwards coach. Oh, as a coach. As a coach. Yeah. Say, as a player. He's fucked. <laughs> um, this is what I've heard. And again, it's the rumour mill. I have my sources are good, but not great. And no one from Leicester has told me this. No, oh, really? Away. Imagine that. Paulie O'Connell. He's been doing well, a bit of coaching it, at Munster. That's the thing, though. And, and you talk about the Northampton thing we go back to. Paul O'Connell, at some point, you'd, you'd say as a romanticist. Yeah. Is that a word? Yeah, like Johnson. Yeah. You'd say at some point he's going to be head coach, director of rugby at Munster. Because that's his club, that's his province, that's... But take Ron Nogara as well. Ron Nogara's gone off to Canterbury. You know, he's done his bit in Paris. You know, they're going and getting different influences, not just the Munster way. I think that'd be brilliant for Leicester, yeah. first and foremost, but also for Paulie O'Connell's coaching development and pathway. You know, what a... That's a match made in heaven. Uh, well, I just don't know if Leicester have got the pack. They were talking to Easterby, and he yeah. turned it down. Yeah. But... They did try very hard, Leicester, as well, to sign Joe Launchbury. Did they? But they got. They need a mate. They need denied. A of, they need a couple of second rows. Yeah, they really do. I saw Simon Cohen at the weekend. He listens to the pod. Oh, here we go. He's filthy with me. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> filthy with me. So we're doing a Q and A in the the director's lounge at the Rico, um, and Simon Cohen's in there. And he had a massive game. Leicester Wasps local rivalry. Only Simon Cohen and Jed Glynn were there from Leicester. The board. There's a lot of change. A lot of changes there. Old school, eh? Yeah. Well, the, a lot of the old school board have gone now. Maybe we should be on the board because they don't necessarily agree with the direction the club's gone in but anyway Simon Cohen gives me a bit of stick loves the pod and he was you know when he, he was the guy that handed out the contracts he always had that little bit of power over you didn't he I was chatting to Launchbury I was winding them up about Launchers re-signing with Wasps etc and Leicester tried really hard to get him I was like that you can put your little checkbook away now can't you because you can't compete with the big boys and he was fuming and he just had a little place little piece of salmon on his plate and he's quite a big boy isn't he and I said you might, might get a bit of salad with that salmon son and then he bought. He was like, "Oh yeah, I remember when you were at Leicester with your Louis Vuitton bag and all this stuff." I was like, "Hang about, Simon. You used to give us a bit of shit for wearing white boots and having something nice, a Louis Vuitton bag or whatever it was." I said, "What car are you driving right now?" He's like, "Oh my God, Jim Hamilton's put you up to this, hasn't he?" Jim, <laughs> don't bring me into he it. He drives a yellow Porsche, mate. He's powerful, Simon Cohen. Oh, he's, he's a CEO. He's like, he's like Donald Trump, mate. He's that powerful. <laughs> he's... I ain't saying anything, but he drives a yellow Porsche. <laughs> he drives in midlife crisis. Yeah. Um, but rumours? Any more rumours? No. George North to Dragons. Peter O'Mahony. P- 
Peter O'Mahony. Peter O'Mahony to Gloucester. Uh, no chance. Mate, I'm telling you. No CJ chance. CJ Stander to Saracens. I've heard that. I've heard that as well. There we go. Quay Cooper. He's off, isn't he? Sale. Bristol. Oh, good, good. He's whispering wasps. <laughs> I'm not whispering anything. <laughs> not whispering anything. Quay Jim- Cooper to wasps. James Haskell to Bristol's. We've, we've, we've heard that from the horse's mouth. Loads of rumours this week, eh? And Trinder to Gloucester. He's at Gloucester, mate. Sorry. Tr- uh, from Trinder to Gloucester. Trinder to Gloucester. Trinder to Gloucester. There's a rumour. Um, to Quinns. Trinder to Quinns. There we go. Logo Monopola. What a name. Logo. 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 Logo Monopola to Toulon. Yeah. It's all get, it's all kicking off. Pre-Christmas contract talk. We could Love throw it. a few more out there. Should we bang another one out there? Go or on. not? Yeah, yeah. Check oh, another one out there. Nah, there's loads of bombs out there this week. Loads of bombs. Well, let's go to the good, the bad, and the ugly uh, for you if you're listening for this, to this the first time. Uh, this is where Andy Good tells us what's been good and what's been bad and what's been ugly in rugby over the last week. Yeah, a few good bits this weekend. Uh, talked about Hadley Parks earlier. He's two tries on debut for Wales. Um, always nice when that happens. What else has there been? South African Sevens, complete opposite of the South African national team. South African Sevens picking up where they left off last year as champions winning in Dubai. Um, Exeter dismantling Bath in that first half. They're now eight points clear at the Premiership. But a team that we've given a bit of stick to, you can only talk about Gloucester really, can't you? They've won five on the spin in the Premiership. They're up to second. They've got nosebleeds everywhere. Uh, but the Ruan Ackerman effect, the Johan Ackerman effect. And the Ruan. Both of them. is a hell of an effect. I'm going to give the goo this week. They beat London Irish, but just to see them second in the table, I think is a massive achievement for the club. So this week, the good is going to Gloucester. Ackerman. Well, yeah. <laughs> Gloucester. Um, the bad Saracens. Saracens, mate. Well, we'll see. Come we've on, lost mate. five on the spin, so we've got, we've got a name in. They, they have. They've lost five, but when they win, it's we. Right? <laughs> we yeah. well, it's not we for me, but it's we for you. Um, losing five on the spin, so we've got to mention them. Where else should we go with the bad? Uh, David Pace, his red card for London Irish. What are you doing, big fella? Mate, it's been, he got opened up by Nick Kennedy after the game as well, didn't he? Oh, did he? he? Kendo was not a happy champion. Was he? Yeah, he was like, mate, you can't do that. So when your team's bottom of the league, you're away at Gloucester, and I think they were in the contest then, weren't they? Yeah. And he's shoulder charged someone in the I'll head. I'll tell you what I didn't off like. The ball. Old Willie Hines staying down with that. For me, it didn't look that bad. Mate, look, it was bad enough to get us. Well, that was the law. He's shoulder charged to the head, isn't it? Yeah, it's red. Get up, though, mate. That was pretty bad when your team are bottom of the league. You need that. Where else should we go? The Kings conceded 48 points at home to Edinburgh. They've lost 10 out of 10. Come on, Edinburgh. They've lost 10 out of 10 in the Pro 14. That's pretty garbage. A couple but, of Edinburgh tries were great. But you talk about Premiership, you talk about teams on a bad run. Saracens have lost five on the spin. Saints have now lost seven on the spin. Is that including Aglo Welsh? Uh, I'm talking just Europe and Premiership now. Seven top-tier games, Europe and uh, Premiership, that they've lost. So Saris haven't lost five. Saris have lost three. Saris have lost five on the spin. Anglo-Welsh. Five on the spin. All right. (laughs) Northampton, they get the bad this week. They've lost seven on the spin. That is the bad for Northampton Saints. And then the ugly. Only one thing that was ugly this week for me. Friday night, I got the twins, fed the twins, put them down for a little snooze, got my dinner in front of me. Courtney Laws runs out. What is that hairdo about? Oh. Like he had a top knot. It's like he's got a pineapple on his head. Do you remember when we were younger? He's got a pineapple on his head. He's got a pineapple on his head. He's got a pineapple on his head. He's got a pineapple So Courtney Laws, he gets the ugly coming out with a top knot that he taped up. Looked horrendous. Jason Lee, that was the song they used to sing that about, didn't they, back in the day? Footballer Jason Lee. Um, he's got a pineapple on his head. Sort it out, son. Thank you very much.
Thank you for the good, the bad, the ugly. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you, Jim. Thank you very much for listening in. And don't forget, if we get to number one for Christmas, uh, that is if you share uh, share this on iTunes, uh, share it on Twitter, make sure you leave us a review and, and rate us on iTunes as well to get us to the Christmas number one. Jim will come out of retirement, play for your club. And sit down a bin, man. Sit down a bin, man. So will Gertie if his knee can hold his weight. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll come back to you next week. And we'll, the word fish will eat. A, cat a, can food, of, yeah. a tin of cat food. So we'll pick out the best review. Is that right? That's From the right, best the best club. review. And Andy Rowe will eat some cat food. Cat food, cat food, cat food. Pod, 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 pod. Cat food. Cat food.